And we are rolling. Okay. So we got a new prime minister then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For did how really? long? I did blink. This one will last. <laughs> Rather than how long will it last, who do we think we've got? Let's see if we can we, if we can uh, predict it. Sort of three weeks in the future. Who, who, who do we think we've got? Grant three weeks Shaps. in the future. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> um, Jeremy Cunt, uh, I mean Hunt. Um, <laughs> mm. Oh God! I not my... don't think it matters anymore. No, it, all, does, it really doesn't. They are all bin juice. Yeah, yeah I, I saw. I saw a fantastic. Saw a fantastic meme, meme the other day, um, which was basically a picture of the Titanic, sort of upending, sinking, all that sort of thing. And it was captioned, um, "Yes, we've ch- we've changed the captain for the third time this week, and we and uh, we're we're confident that this, this will this will stop stop the water coming in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just children. It, I just want adults. I don't I, at this point. I don't even care whether they're Labour or Conservative. Or, I yep. just want some fucking adults. Yes, yes, please. The country. Give me some adults. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like you say, you don't mind if it's Labour or Conservative. They're basically the same these days anyway. Like, uh, mm. Starmer has fucking gutted that party. Sorry, this isn't what, what we're here, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's what no, you get in regardless. Shall we talk okay, about it's 10 something in the morning and everyone's far less fucking grumpy. controversial um, and far less triggering and talk about our music instead? Well, well, less triggering for some of us, at least. I get the feeling um, Stu might need a need a cold flannel handy. Oh, I'm, yeah. So, because um, for the last two weeks, of course, uh, dear listeners, that's you, our listeners, um, you've been hearing some different music to normal, and uh, um, it's about time we explained why. Um, so, basically, at time of recording, this happened... Um, literally like hours ago um, but yep. yeah for what's it been nearly three years now is it nearly three yes. years nearly three years it, it is it'll be three wow. years in March three years in yeah. March we've been uh, using the mu- now normally I, I bleep out the names of companies that were dissing I'm not going to in this case um, partly because um of course, anyone, all anyone needs to do is go back and listen to a previous episode and not know exactly what company yeah. it is anyway. Also because, fuck them. Um, hooksounds.com we have been using for three years nearly and we've had a really good relationship, I thought. And uh, we've been using their music. and, and they, So we started using their music because they said, you can use our music for free, which is very nice of them, very generous, uh, as long as we credit them. And I'm sure our regular listeners will know we've been crediting them. That's not an issue. We credit them in the descriptions, we credit them at the end of credits and all the rest of it. Now suddenly we're getting copyright claims on YouTube and Facebook and it's um, blanking out a lot of listeners. So apologies to our listeners if this has affected your listening at all. Um, it's not been affected on the regular podcast channels and Spotify and things like that but but Facebook and YouTube yeah it's it's affected all of our that previous sounds, episodes that sounds like uh, like Zuckerberg doing a Zuckerberg mm, well if it was just Facebook I'd say yes um, but it, it doesn't Facebook own YouTube these days 
Does it? Or, sorry, sorry, does, does it doesn't matter on YouTube, Google. I can't remember. No, Google. Oh, they're still Google, okay. I'll shut up then, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a fair enough, it, you know, it, it does sound like that sort of thing, but um, no, when it happened, I thought, okay, maybe somebody's bought the license and they've used it for something and, you know, and then some algorithms kicked in and I, I know these things can happen, so I contacted Hook Sounds and after literal months of basically waiting months for a reply um, they eventually said oh the only way to resolve this after three years of adhering to their fucking rules and regulations they said the only way to resolve this now is to buy a license so that's like fucking gun to our head so fuck hook sounds Uh, how much is a license? Uh, I don't know I haven't looked because if there'd have been more reasonable fuck, about fuck it, I'd have probably looked into. I haven't it. looked because fuck you. That's why. On yeah. principle, there's a principle to be had, and I am someone who will cut off my own nose to spite my face. On principle. <laughs> um, so I yeah. can see there's a big there's a big bloody hole there that you, where you're where, you're, where it used to be. No, that's <laughs> just my normal nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of big bloody holes. Um, welcome back, listeners, uh, to Tales from the Side. I'm sorry. The no, I can't. Amy's I can't. Face. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. That's that was the awful. worst one yet. That's the most worst one. I would argue that it's the best one yet. Can we cut that, please, Stuart? Because that was. I, I felt dirty saying that. <laughs> okay, you're Maybe clearly find something to this that I'm not. You mean like stab rooms, or do you mean the underground where we let's, are? Let's. Mm, Let's uh moving let's, uh, on. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss for Stu. Speaking of ignorance being bliss, uh welcome back listeners to Tales from the Twenty Side, a Pathfinder Second Edition <laughs> Let's Play podcast. My name is Dom and I'm a GM for this game and for many others. And I'm joined by Stu. Hello. Did you did you forget who you were again for a second then? No. You sure? <laughs> Got yes. a bit, 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 bit of a, a delayed reaction going there. <laughs> um, not on my end. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, regardless, uh, I'm also joined by Darren. <laughs> Hello. I'm joined by Amy. Hi. And I'm joined by Asta. Hello, hello. Hello, folks. Uh, Amy, I, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I I felt dirty as I said it, and I looked at your face, and the horror <laughs> was was multiplied. So I. I Apologise profusely. <laughs> I get the sense Darren appreciated that though. But uh, there we go. Yeah. Oh. But I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh dear. Um, this is the this morning is, time, listeners. This is what this happens is, when we get together in the morning. This is what I'm working with with here, folks. This is what I'm working with. You started it. I did, and I'm sorry. Um, but We're talking about monthly visits, right? So, <laughs> we don't need to keep going on about it, Stu. We've, the point has been made. We don't need oh, to keep labouring no. the point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, right. Um, how is everyone? It's been a little while. I've been to a different country since we last met. I've come back, sadly. Didn't want to come a country back. Country where you, it sounds like you were officially a hobo for a few hours. <laughs> I basically <laughs> a was. I was, hobo. I was. I was homeless in, Hel- in, homeless in Helsinki for um, 
It's the uh, it, it, it's the lesser known sequel to Sleepless in, Sleepless in, in Seattle, Homeless in Helsinki. Um, just I'd just for a few it. hours. Do, do you know what I'd watch it? To be fair, that sounds sounds like yeah, a write off. It sounds like a good title for a movie. Yeah. So I've 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 been away. I've come back, much to my disappointment. But, There's uh, a new brand new you've been time. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, ha- there, there actually has as well. Um, we've now got uh, uh, Mr. I'm going to fix the economy. Didn't you break the economy to start with? <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> no, Should we talk about Sorella Braverman? Oh, fuck, no. Sorella <laughs> Braverman, who resigned started. because she breached the ministerial code. Then six days later, oh, yes, you can have your job back as Home Secretary, who is in charge of... Oh, fucking... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean and yeah. as MI5 say, mm, she might not be the best person for the job. No. Yeah. Well, no. This one who is this government do have <laughs> this this government do have literal form for that like because um, when Priti Patel was Home Secretary wasn't she literally caught acting as a foreign agent within the British government? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and she still got to keep her job. So you know that's that's the state that that that's the point that we're that we're at now, folks. Um, this is, I promise this is not a politics podcast. We are here for some Pathfinder and for some escapism and for some role-playing games. Uh, so, in that attempt to kind of turn the conversation to something a bit happier, shall we get back into our game, folks? Yeah, the super happy game where everyone super. is happy and <laughs> no one is well, at risk of anything. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't go that far. But uh, Escapism, Dom. Yeah. Is there a, is there a new queen in the game? Have they just been? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, hundred years have passed. Yeah, hundred years have passed. Does... A new one. <laughs> how many daughters does Babby? Yeah, how, how, how many daughters has Babby got? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a question you can ask her if you ever meet her. Mm. You know, she's she she's gone for a hundred years at a time. There's, there's plenty of time I... to make new ones. I think we all know exactly what Alwyn's first question is going to be when he meets Baba Yaga. Are you evil? Are you evil? <laughs> <laughs> also, how do you keep your clothes so clean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I see you're in a white dress. How do you keep <laughs> mud from getting on it? Yes. You have, you have progressed, though, because Alwyn would just naturally assume someone is evil rather than just asking them first. Would he? Yeah, the guy that you went. Oh, what was his name in the Bone Grinder? Oh, you were like definitely it. evil. You didn't even give him a chance. To be oh, fair, Igorin. it was justified because <laughs> I- Igorin. I mean, as, as you mentioned, he had um, vanity staircases, symmetrical staircases yeah. for no reason yeah. other than vanity. Yeah, <laughs> totally evil, justified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, it puts um, Gone with the Wind into a new light, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, then, folks. Um, For Darren's benefit as much as as anyone else's, as he missed the last couple, uh, who would like to give us a recap of what happened last time? Oh, shit, I did, didn't I? Yeah. What did we do? Well, Amos, I say say you missed it. We we forgot to tell you that we were recording. So, you know... (laughs) We're so nice. My bad. That's my bad. 
both things um, are well, no, true. Well, no, we did tell you. You just didn't read the message. It was in the chat. We, we went back and checked. Did was you? It? Well, let's not, let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> right, what were we doing? Well, I, I know how we ended. Did we start off with a fight? We started off with a fight. We were going to blow uh, down the tower. That was two episodes ago. That was 128. Yeah, so we're on 130. Yeah. Okay. So we had a fight and we escaped. And then we blew down. We were going to consider blowing down the, the thing underneath the tower where the dragon is. But when we got there, because Stalker Catan took us to where he thought it was, um, it's basically just like this massive sheet of bedrock that we can't do anything with. However... We did find a small crawl space that we could go through, um, which might be a little secret passage into the tower itself. So we came up with a plan. Stalker Katan gave us uh, a nice little tip. So um, that uh, adamantine sword that you picked up, Brother Amos. Um, yes. Uh, before you went off to try and beat up a, a blind girl, uh, you gave that to Alwyn. Okay. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> that there was that some. Happened. There was some context to this. This do is, I, I think, deliberately. Um, of deliberately course. Yeah, there was a very good reason you were beating up a blind girl. Yeah, as long as there was a reason, and I wasn't yes. just like, oh, look, a blind person. No, 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 no. You were helping with her training. The um, right, okay. she was Caligny, wasn't she? Yeah. Yes, one of the Caligny girls. Um, who you? I'll just. I'll. I'll explain it briefly. One of the Caligny girls. Um, who you? would seen on your first trip through. Um, she was wearing wearing a blindfold, and she she was sparring with a bunch of other people. Um, and you and as my way of getting you out out of the game for five minutes. I was just like, yeah, Amos is going to go and spar with with uh, with the blind clicking girl, and uh, she she gave as good as she got. That's what I'm going to say. She, she was blind because she was blindfolded. Well, you, you assume she 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 was wearing a blindfold, right? And um, but yes, before you went off um, for the sparring, uh, Amos uh, gave Alwyn the adamantine sword. Uh, and Stalker Catan has suggested that maybe that bunging up the clockwork in the tower uh, might help bring the whole thing down if it jams it up, it being the hardest metal in the world. It could uh, throw a spanner. I'm sure I thought that was a thought we had when we were in the tower. Um. I think that was with the crowbar we were initially thinking. Or so, something. It, it was also... Definitely. It, it was an also also an idea that Alwyn had a split second before he jumped through a trapdoor and aggroed a dragon. So Yes. <laughs> yes. But he didn't really get much of a chance to, uh, to act on that. I did deal with that dragon, so it was okay in the end. Deal yeah, so, yeah. in yeah, quotation yeah. marks. We got away so, didn't we, because of me throwing yes. it into the air. Yes, we did. Yes, we absolutely. That's exactly did. what you did. <laughs> um, 
So the plan is... Look, if Stu's saying I built up, beat up a blind girl, I'm saying I threw that dragon into the air. (laughs) 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 That sounds like a fair trade. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, Yeah, so uh, Della's going to lead a team of Caligny up through this very small, narrow hole... In, up into a secret way into the tower so that we can rescue the children. Uh, Raiden, Amos, and Alwyn are going to basically go to the front door and wait for a signal. Oh, uh, Raiden's going to communicate telepathically with uh, with Della. So so we know when to burst it. Oh, and Chardonnay's gone with Della as well. So we're doing like this <laughs> pincer attack to save the children and bring the tower down. And I'm waiting at the front door for a signal. Yes. And we're we're not going to bring the tower down as well. until the children are out. Or I give the signal. <laughs> give the signal that they're oh, out. Oh, Dom's muted himself. <laughs> what? Yeah, if if Della's feeling particularly chaotic today, um, she'll just uh, she'll just put the kibosh on the whole thing. Uh, What's the plan? Ooh, I've just had a fantastic idea. You better hope Della Dad, Dad, doesn't doesn't get mind controlled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'd uh, say that, but there we go. Okay. <laughs> um. What and what is the plan once the signal's been given? So you basically need to get to where the clockwork was in the tower. So you kind of speed run the the thing again, get to the thing, throw the thing in, throw the sword in, escape, win, okay, feast, celebrate, save the world, profit, profit. Go to the <laughs> go to the Winchester. Have a pint and wait for it all to blow over. I don't think that was an option. I don't yeah. want to lead this band of Caligny. Winchester's always an option. Mm, all right, good to know. Always, always, always. All right. Okay, so in that case, that I think with that lovely little recap uh, taken care of, um, unless anybody wants to add anything, uh, we're just going to get going, everyone. Okay. All right. So, for narrative purposes, um, because we did leave Amos underground last time, we weren't sure uh, when you're going to be back with us, Darren. Um, for, for, for narrative purposes, uh, Amos rejoins the group as they make their way back to the surface uh, to take up their, 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 their positions outside of um, outside of the tower. Um, I'm assuming uh, surface team are are. G- Going to try and find somewhere, somewhere to hide, sort of nearby, perhaps. I th- I think that would be sensible. I think so. I think so. Uh, meanwhile, De- Della, um, as you are, are, are presented, um, you are presented uh, by Stalkatan with uh, with a number of, of, of Caligian in the individuals uh, who have uh, who have vol- volunteered their services uh, in what is to come. Um, you see, st- you see, st- standing before you, Della, you see a ragtag group of um, of Caligny individuals. Uh, now, I have a question for everybody here. I have a choice on how we can, on how 
we proceed kind of in game terms here. The first option for you is we play Pathfinder. I give you pre-generated Caligny characters, and we proceed sort of in that in that vein. That the other option, which I will say now, has the potential to be a lot more silly, is we play a short adaptation of a game called Goblin Quest. Okay. We're not known for being got- silly on this podcast, are we? I like we, the so, silly uh, option. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Goblin Quest sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, go- Goblin Quest, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, um, it's basically it's a D6 game. Uh, it's very, very easy to play. Uh, basically, you play, r- r- rather than playing sort of single characters, you have a collection of characters, a family of characters, if you will, uh, who are all very, very expendable in terms of terms of the game. And uh, basically, they they try to they try to achieve, achieve a task. And I thought this would be quite a fun way um, to sort of get us through this sort of transition section of the uh, of of the story here. So, um, what I'm going to suggest, uh, if we pause the recording there just for ten minutes or so whilst I sort of talk you through character creation stuff, and then we'll jump back in and we'll get straight to playing. How does that sound? Okay. Pausing now. Do it. And we are back in the room. Yes, we are. We've just spent a lovely half an hour uh, doing some character creation. Um, uh, For anyone listening at home who is not familiar with the game Goblin Quest, and um, obviously... I'm going to tell you, tell you this now. We are playing a heavily bastardized ver- ver- version of it that I hope will, will be fun regardless. Uh, but if you are at all interested in seeing what the actual game looks like and playing it for yourself, uh, please do it. I highly recommend it. Um, Goblin Quest is made by a chap called Grant Howitt, uh, who we've previously featured on this podcast uh, when, when we played Honey Heist um, a year oh, or so ago. Of course ago. it is. I should have yeah. realized. Yeah, yeah. It's like a oh, uh, fun little uh, one. Yeah. Anytime you have sort of a silly, um, simple RPG concept, there's a good chance it's come from come from from the mind of uh, of Grant Howitt. Um, it, as mentioned, if you are interested in checking it out, um, get yourself over to gshowitt uh, with two t's dot uh, dot uh, You can find all of Grant Grant How- Grant How- Howitt's games on there, um, including. Uh, Including Honey Heist, including uh, and including including Go- Goblin Quest. Uh, here we go, and with that, I think we're going to jump straight into it. So um, let's go round the table re- re- really quickly. Uh, I'm going to start with Stu. Um, uh, so um, as as Della as Della is um, is sort of admiring this this band of volunteers before her, uh, five Caligny step forward. Um, Stu, what what uh, what do we see as the, the, these five Caligny step forward? Uh, you see uh, one Caligny um, who appears to have a constantly running nose. Uh, you see another Caligny who seems to be sorting through a collection of spoons. Uh, a third Caligny who is juggling um, just little stones and things he's picked up off the floor. Um, nice. 
there's another Caligny who appears normal for a Caligny on the outside. Uh, and a fifth Caligny who uh, has an exceedingly large nose for a Caligny. Okay. Okay, very nice. And, uh, what 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 is this uh, this little, little group, this little family of Caligny called? Uh, that's you. This is the Crowley Caligny family. <laughs> there may Fantastic. be some alliteration going on here. Just to warn you. <laughs> no, I, it's uh, absolutely fine. Absolutely on board with that. Perfect. So, first of all, the Crowley, the the Crowley family of Caligny step step forward. Uh, they are followed by another group of five Caligny. Um, Asta, what five Caligny step forward from the shadows? Uh, you see a Caligny with a really nice waistcoat. Okay. Uh, yep. One with really short white hair. Uh, one that has only one eye. Mm-hmm. One that's got exceedingly short arms. And one that seems kind of normal arms. until you until you try talking to them and they bark at you. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what you want on a stealth mission. <laughs> Fantastic. And what is what is this 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 Caligny family called, Hester? Uh, they are called the Nile Roots. <laughs> the Nile Roots, very nice. We've got the Crowleys and the Nile Roots. Uh, as, as Della looks around, another five Caligny step forward. Uh, Amy, what five Caligny do we see? So you see a batch of Caligny with everyone's got extremely large ears. Um, one of them smells nice. Okay. One of them might be a distant relation to uh, the Crowley family because they sniff a lot. Um, one has a lot of hair and... One of them has an extra finger on their right hand. Just on the, the right other one, hand. Did you, you, yeah, the other one, you don't quite know what's wrong with them yet. There's just <laughs> something. It's just not, not there. There's, um, just some, but, the, the, there's an aura. There's an aura about them. There's, there's a thing. And uh, these these are the Herewells. The Herewells. Very nice. But the Nile Roots, the Herewells, and the Crowleys. And last but not least, um, Della looks again around to her left and she sees another five figures stepping out from the shadows. Uh, Darren, what do we see? We see one in a very Larry shirt. Okay, yeah. One has incredibly long hair, like almost down to the floor. Oh, wow, that's nice. The next one is incredibly bold, so bold that the light of his head blinds people. Did the second one nickel his hair? Big, shiny bald head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the third, the third, uh, the third one. Where did I put? No, I did the bald head. Sorry. The fourth one is a goth clown. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. And the fifth one, just a geezer. Just a geezer. Just a dude. Just a fucking. Just a geezer. That's it. Awesome. And what is your fa- what is your Caligny family called, Darren? The Rickmans. The Rickmans, very <laughs> nice. So we it have. It does tie in with other things. I imagine it does. I imagine it does. <laughs> so we have the Crowleys, the Nile Roots, the Herewells, and the Rickmans are going with Della on this uh, on this little adventure here. Um, so I would like each of you to please select a Caligny from your uh, from your mo- 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 motley crew to act as your first in your first uh, your first character. 
the rest of them you watch as they as, as they fade back in back in back into in, into the shadows. Uh, but uh, De- De- Della can hear them sort sort of chuckling away as they as they always have done previously. <laughs> Just fades off into the shadows as they disappear. Um. So the characters that are uh, the, uh, the, f- uh, the the four Caligni that are left standing before us. Uh, what are their names? Starting with you, Stu. Uh, this is uh, Connor Crowley Caligni. Connor Crowley, very nice. Uh, Asta, who you got? Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> uh, Amy. Can you hear well? Ah, nice. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Uh, this this podcast does not support the uh, uh, the the anti-Semitic views of uh, Kanye West. Just one for that. No, I just like a good pun. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great pun. I love that. I love that. And <laughs> lastly, Darren, who who we got? Alan. Alan Rickman. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right then, folks. Um, with our band of uh, adventurers, heroes. Not sure. Cannon fodder, maybe. Um, identified <laughs> we are ready to get into into the game folks so for those of you who are, fami- who are familiar with goblin quest and also for those who aren't um basically uh these characters here are going to undertake a a, a mission uh, that mission is to rescue the children trapped in the clock tower in order to succeed at that mission they have to complete three tasks uh, each of which are uh, infiltrate the tower release the children and escape and each of those three tasks is broken into three uh, three stages, uh, which the group will need to work together as a team uh, in order to figure out uh, how we uh, uh, how we how we how we we, we progress. Uh, my hope is that this is going to be quite a fast-paced game. Um, it still might take take an episode or two to get to, to get through it, uh, just because we've already used up half an hour of time. Uh, getting to this point, but, that, but, but that's okay. Um, I'm not going to explain the rules in great detail, um, uh, most because I suck at ex- explanations, and if I do, that would be another 20 minutes gone. We, 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 <laughs> we want to we get, to, get to playing. Um, basically, all you need to know, know at home is that uh, this is a D6 game, so in order to succeed at their tasks, uh, the Caligny will take in turns to sort of describe what, what they want to do to advance the objective. They will roll some dice, um, Depending on the num- on the number they roll, they either succeed or fail or make it a bit easier or harder for for for, for the next person. Uh, and what, what I'm going to say is, everyone, do not get attached attached to to, to, to these characters. There is a chance that they may be very short lived. Mm-hmm. Anyone, anyone have any questions? No. 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 All right. So. Um, as the four of you assemble with uh, with the Bright Walker, known known, known, known as Della, um, she's become something of a hero in the Caligny Enclave over the last the last uh, the last day, day, day or so. Um, and you have all you have all volunteered to help her on a very dangerous mission, uh, which is to rescue some children trapped in a clock tower on the surface. Now, your first your first task is to infiltrate the tower. Um, and in order to do that, you have to get through a long abandoned, potentially long forgotten um, tunnel that leads up to the surface. 
So at this point, I will throw it over over to you guys. You know, have a have a have a minute or so just to just to sort of talk amongst yourselves, um, and then tell me what you want to do uh, to start getting you through the tunnel. You can see that um, it's quite a small crawl space, yeah, um, only really, really big enough for small creatures such as yourselves. And you, you you've got no idea uh, what what lies um, further up it. Connor steps forward uh, with his nose constantly running and uh, says, "Well, I can, uh, I can like make it like really slick and and greasy to get through by basically oh. blowing <laughs> my nose onto the tunnel. That'll make it easier for us to slide through any tight spaces." Does yes, does Connor want does Connor want to want to sneeze on the tunnel? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To make it easier to or, uh, squeeze through. All right. In that in that case, I, I think I think uh, that is time for our very first dice roll of the game. Uh, Stu, roll two d six for me. I'm going to allow you to invoke your defining feature here for that. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, that would be yeah. Constantly snotty. 2d6, here we go. A three and a six. Three and a six. Are, are you happy with those results there, Stu, or would you like to use your luck of the Brightwalker to re-roll? No, I'm, I'm going to say yes, I'm happy with those figures. All right, okay. So uh, what we have there, we have a three, which um, in this game, a three is something bad. So something bad happens as... Um, uh, as uh, as Connor goes to do this, um, so you tell me, Stu, what what, what bad thing happens as um, as uh, as Connor coats the thing in his snot? He sneezes a bit too hard, and uh, and and he causes himself a nosebleed, um, which might leave a bit of a trail. Yes, uh, yeah. So, so as 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 Connor sneezes and coats the inside of his tunnel, um, he uh, the six is a success. Uh, so we'll, we'll mark off one success on the on the on that stage. Um, however, the next goblin to roll, sorry, the next Caligny to roll, uh, has a minus one penalty um, because of because of because of no because of uh, Connor's nosebleed. I'll let you narrate how that happens. Uh, so uh, the way that uh, the way the way this works, um, each character kind of acts once. Um, there's no there's no initiative or anything. You you just kind of jump in with what you want to do, um, and then we kind of go from there. So Connor has acted um, until everyone else has acted. Connor cannot act again. Uh, so yeah, you 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 now see this lovely snot coated tunnel that, look, that that looks quite greasy in front of you. Because Amy's so face gross. is a picture at the moment. <laughs> it's <laughs> too early for this kind of grossness. <laughs> right. Who? Who? So you currently have one success on this task. Um, who would like to offer something next? Something next. I think Alan well, is just going to. Uh, Alan is just going to start crawling through the space. Just going to start crawling, just start start pushing pushing away through. All right, okay. bastard. Okay, uh, yeah, I just did something really gross. I'm going to tell you about off air. Um, 
Ugh, ugh, I feel sick. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, so Alan, Alan, Alan is just going to keep pushing his way. He's going to start pushing away, put, basically clearing a path for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Awesome. A path uh, through the snot and blood. Path through the Lovely. Get this fucking snot out of the way, you dirty little bastard. That's like a really budget knockoff of Dragon Force. <laughs> we found a bloody hole. <laughs> oh, no. No, it happened. Oh, and now we can't cut that because that won't make any sense. Oh, oh no. Oh, worth it. <sighs> All right. So, um, uh, yeah. So, um, does, does, does Alan want to use any of his... Um, his abilities, his heirloom, or his features to help with this, or does he just want to just just want to have I a normal I, dice? I don't think any of those things will help with this. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, just that's okay. In that case, roll a d6 for me, Darren. Five. A five. I can tell you is a success. Um, oh, actually, it's not a success because with the blood um, from um, uh, from Connor, uh, it become. You get a minus one penalty. That becomes a four. However, a four is something good. So it's not it's not a direct success. However, you are doing something to make it easier for, for the next person. Um, what? Uh, how? How does this happen? What happens here? How? Successfully clear snot and blood out of the way. Yeah, you stop because it yeah. wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> You do. Bastard. That's it. Alan. Alan just sta- just stands there with like a with like a like a napkin and a dustpan and brush, just clearing it up. Just look at looking over at Connor like for fuck's sake. Actually, <laughs> I use my spoon. My my heirloom. I use my heirloom to scoop stuff out of the way. Okay. In that case, I will allow you a second dice on that, if you would like. Okay. Um. See if you can get a success. No. Yeah. Okay. You don't, why not? I mean. Bad things can happen as well as good things. That's true. No, I'm fine with what's happening now. I won't. Uh, no, perfect. Won't I won't risk Alan just yet. No worries. Uh, so Connor and Alan have acted. Uh, we have Kanye and Gordon remaining. What would the two of you like to do? Drop a beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kanye is going to move forward using his big ears and his expertise in hearing well mm-hmm. to check that it's safe to continue forward like you know if there's anything crumbling above okay so kind of like a mine canary type thing yeah exactly okay. just sort of tweeting along and just suddenly stops <laughs> yeah hope- well hopefully not we'll see alright in that case uh, let's have 2d6 please there um, Gordon uh, I rolled a six and a five. Amazing. So this actually is super helpful. Um, and yeah, with with the bonus that you got from um, uh, from Alan's role, role just now, um, that is enough uh, to succeed on this task. So tell us how um, Kanye's excellent hearing navigates the group all the way up to the uh, through 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 the tunnel. Okay, so uh, by uh, listening for potential rockfalls and weak beams, we avoid potential issues on the way up. In addition, Kanye smells nice, 
So we get rid of the awful smell of blood and snot that we had to pass through <laughs> to get here. So everyone is just a little bit happier as we move along. Yeah, that's no, great. Everyone feels. Uh, everybody feels. Everybody feels more. Uh, uh, they feel like, feel like you feel like you're making some progress now, which is very very nice. Uh, okay, so as as you traverse through this tunnel, it takes a little while. You're sort of crawling and scrambling uh, between the four of you um, and, and a bit of help help from for, from Della and Chardonnay as well. Um, you're digging uh, a path through parts of this tunnel. That, so, so this tunnel is partially collapsed, um, but it's not impassable, uh, particularly if you're good at digging, as uh, as all Caligni are, as we as we have previously established. Um, you're able to a, able to clear clear the tunnel relatively easily, and um, you quickly find yourselves. Within perhaps about about an hour, um, you get all the way a long way up the tunnel, about the same distance as you would normally traverse through a tunnel up to 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 the surface, and you come to um, you come to a concrete slab or a, st- a stone slab um, block- blocking the way immediately in front of you. Uh, so that, that, that brings us on to our second stage of this task, which is now you need to get into the tower. We need three successes here in order to do so. Um, so because Gordon didn't ha- didn't manage to act on the last stage, uh, Gordon has first refusal as to what they do what they do here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Gordon is going to flourish his shovel and try and wedge it into the stone slab to get some leverage to pry it open. That sounds perfect. Uh, roll 2d6 there for me, please, Asta. That is two sixes. <laughs> two sixes, mate. This is going far too well so far. <laughs> um, so far. So yeah, the sh- your shovel, your shovel, the perfect tool for, for the job here. Um, acts like a crowbar you jam it in and you wiggle it a bit and then with a bit of force uh, you, you 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 heft it and 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 um, yeah the stone slab pops it pops loose and you can see beyond um, in fact as soon as as soon as you pop the stone slab uh, you get the immediate stench of of decay and rotting meat sort of sort, sort of waft waft through through you so you don't see anything for, for the time being you You've kind of got got this stone loose, but it's not been fully, um, fully, fully away. Okay, um, everybody has acted. Everybody get, gets their actions back. Um, I turn it over over to, over to everyone else. What what do you wish to do to to help finally get in, into the tower here? Connor would like to use his family expertise, which is headbutting. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and lessen the load of this stone slab by headbutting it. Um, Excellent. Roll 2d6 for me, Stu. A four and a three. Four and a three. So something good and something bad happen. Um, uh, That's kind of like advantage, disadvantage in 5th edition, uh, which means those cancel each other out. So, Stu, um, I mean, unless you wish to re-roll those, um, tell us what happens here. Uh, so he just goes up to it, squares himself up, headbutts it. You get this dinging noise, but that's it. Totally and utterly ineffectual. 
All right, nothing. He just, he just, just kind of walks up and bounces off it. <laughs> Shrugs All and right, walks away again. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. Okay, uh, after Connor has acted there, uh, anybody else got any uh, thing they want to do to get get you into the tower proper? It can be as silly as you like. Uh, silliness is the aim. Is the name of this uh, this game system. Alan's just going to walk up to it, start banging on it, and scream, "Open a fucking door!" All right, roll uh, roll a d6 <laughs> there for me, Darren. Just one d6. Yeah, I mean, unless you've got you've got um, anything that you can tie into that. No. No. Your heirloom, your expertise, that kind of thing. No. I rolled a one. Oh, okay. So uh, this is an injury there, there for Alan. Um, so first off, mark off one of your boxes beneath beneath Alan, and describe for us how Alan hurts himself doing this. That door broke my fucking end. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Alan hits it, there, there is a resounding crack, and it's not from the stone. Okay, Alan. Alan injures himself. Um, that leaves uh, Gordon and Kanye still to act. Uh, Kanye is going to start singing at the door in the hope that singing to the stone will allow the stone to release itself. Because <laughs> he believes in the power of his voice. He believes in the power <laughs> of his voice. Of course, he does. He All is right. a lyrical motherfucking genius. Have a roll there, <laughs> uh, please, Amy. Alrighty. <coughs> He rolled five. Oh, okay. A five there is a success. So tell me how uh, fucking singing um, <laughs> manages to get, to get the stone to lift up. <laughs> you just hear this like like a cat dying, like a <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and the stone responds in kind. Okay. And it starts grating noises. As yeah. to whether it does anything, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> yeah, no, he he, he 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 somehow manages to find the exact resonance frequency of this uh, of this stone flagstone, and it, uh, you hear a high pitched whine uh, uh, echo softly through the um, through the chamber as um, as the stone vibrates and slips down into into into, into the tunnel below. Uh, you pull yourselves up, you find yourselves underneath what looks to be um, a very large wooden table of some kind. A very large wooden table of some kind. Um, uh, outside of which you can see, um, you, you kind of all poke, you kind of all step your head, all pull yourselves up into into the, the, the underside of this tower, of this table, sorry. Um, the stench of meat, rotten meat and decay is sort of very strong in this area. Um, and as you poke your heads out from this area into into the next, you find yourselves in a uh, what what looks to be a dining room room of sorts, a very large dining room. Um, you can see that around the room, uh, the ceiling is probably about 10, 10 feet high. Um, there is um, 
you can just just make out on top of the table there are sort of all sorts of meat and bones uh, that have been uh, kind of sort of viscera just kind of scattered, scattered across it and in the room you see two large hulking individuals that you recognize as frost trolls <coughs> and they see you and uh, they start so they they start moving towards you menacingly uh, we are into the third task deal with the immediate resistance now uh, because I rolled a misfortune on this this is slightly more difficult than normal so we now need five successes to get you out of this room uh, as last time uh, Gordon has the first choice to act uh, Gordon is going to use his family expertise of violence and attack one of the trolls <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Roll 2d6 for me, Asta. <laughs> um, that's a five and a two. Five and a two, are you keeping those? Yeah. You're keeping those, okay. So this is, this, this is a success, but it's also an injury. Why don't you narrate for us what happens here? Uh, Gordon runs at one of them, uh, tugging on his really nice waistcoat to make sure it looks presentable. Oh no, it's the waistcoat first. <laughs> okay. And uh, he manages to sort of punch this troll like in the knee, but as he does so, one of the buttons on his waistcoat pings off and it smacks him in the face. Oh, that's 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 horrible. There we go. That, that's painful. So yeah. Uh, <sighs> Gordon take Gordon take takes an injury. Um, that's everybody acted, so everybody has their actions back. Uh, what do you wish to do? Kanye have this. We'll run in, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he will use his heirloom, which is a, a really nice clip-on earring, but it's the best clip-on clip ever. So he is going to grab the troll buy some sort of its clothing and clip it to uh, the wooden beam that happens to be right near the troll. Yeah, there's a, there, there, there is indeed a wooden beam. This is quite a sturdily constructed tower by, by, by the seams of it. Mm. There is a wooden beam right, uh, right, right above it. Uh, roll 2d6 for me, Amy. I rolled a four and a six. Four and a six. So that is something good and, and a success. So narrate for us how that happens. So okay. not not only do, do, do you succeed here, um, uh, Kanye, you also make it slightly easier for, 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 for the next person. Okay, so um, I, I successfully pin the troll to the wooden beam, um, and by doing so, it could no longer move its leg because it's so securely pinned. Oh, um, that's it. So it'll be easier to grab by the next That's it. That's it. You rush it. You rush in before before the troll can react. It's it's swiped down with you clumsily, and before before it can realise it is what happens, there is a soft click, and suddenly, inexplicably, it is fixed in place, trying to pull its leg free from 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 the table. Right, <laughs> but that is a success uh, for Kanye. Um, who is next? Can expertise and the heirloom be used? In combination. Uh, that's a great question. Do you, do you know what? Because that increases the chance of bad stuff. I'm going to say yes. So that'll give you three d six. So 
Alan Rickman is going to wield his wooden spoon heirloom <laughs> and use his expertise, which is cutting hearts out with a spoon. <laughs> um, yes. 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 Oh, I live for this. <laughs> How I many dice do I need to roll for that? Uh, that'll be 3d6 there. Um, if I if I'd known this, I would have got my cardboard cutout of Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, amazing! <laughs> have, you, okay. have you actually got one, Amy? I do actually have one. I got one for Christmas a few years ago. That's cool. That's cool. I have rolled a two, a four, and a five. Okay, so a few things happen here. Two. So we had the plus one uh, from uh, the something good. So actually, that two becomes a three, four becomes a five, and the six becomes, well, a six. So that gives us, uh, that actually gives us a total of two successes and something bad. So narrate for us what happens here. You kill, I'm going to say you kill one of the trolls with this action, because this is glorious, whatever it is. Well, I I cut the troll's heart out with a spoon, (laughs) because it will hurt more. Yeah. Um, but I also get a really bad splinter from the spoon. Yeah. No. Yeah. You do. And how 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 does that splinter affect uh, affect everyone else to make it make it worse? Um. I don't know. Um. I I spray blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you do. Play on my arm about and splatter <laughs> blood in people's faces. Lovely. Ah, does that, my eye. But does that mean? Does that mean that's my second injury? So I'm dead now. Uh, that's that, that's not an injury. It's only an injury on a one or a two because oh, you have okay. something good that increased uh, that increased it to a to a three. Excellent. Okay, uh, excellent. Uh, that leaves Connor and Gordon left to act. This, uh, there's so one one troll is dead. The second is uh, reeling and on the ropes. How do you fit it? How do you how do you try to try to finish this in quick encounter? Connor's going to pull out his family heirloom, which is a conch shell, and it has this magical ability that if you blow into it, all your allies know that there's danger around. <laughs> mystical That's amazing. item in that way so uh, yeah he's going to take that out and uh, issue a warning to well I'm assuming Gordon because everyone else is acting <laughs> alright alright <laughs> Kanye's um, tapping his foot yeah. roll is, 2d6 uh, does uh, can you hear well like fish sticks yes it's a gay fish is that the right answer uh, I'm not a gay fish. Three and a five, which becomes a two and a four, I believe. It does. So that is something good and an injury. What happens here to, to Connor? Uh, so, uh, with all the blood everywhere, he, he manages to get the conch shell to his mouth, but it slips out of his hand and lands on his foot, creating an injury. Oh, he's, he's, he's sort, of, sort, of, sort, of, sort of hopping around, going, ow, ow, ow. Uh, However, it definitely serves uh, serves as a warning, or at least at least at least a, d- a distraction. Uh, Gordon, you see that uh, this last troll's attention is focused now on Connor as he hops around with with his foot in pain. Uh, it's your action. 
Uh, I would like to use my expertise and heirloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my expertise of violence with my shovel that is really good at bludgeoning people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And uh, just sort of try and bash the troll's head in. Yeah, roll 3d6. It. Roll 3d6. <laughs> uh, that's a four, a four, and a five. With something good, that becomes a five, a five, and a six. Um, oh. Asta, tell us, tell us, tell us how Kanye almost single-handedly clears this encounter. <laughs> Gordon. Gordon, sorry. I'm Gordon. <laughs> uh, so he just lets out a violent battle cry and brings up the shovel and just starts bludgeoning the troll. He just keeps bludgeoning until it's just paste. It's just paste. <laughs> And that's impressive for a creature that can regenerate. Just turn it into paste. Oh dear. Um, yeah, amazing. So as as we, we we have this scene of utter carnage here as as, as Gordon. Um, I, I mean, it, this was supposed to be to be a stealth mission. I I, I, I like to think, think I like to think Della is, is is sort of five feet off camera going. The fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Della's hat's still glowing brightly, so she's hardly being stealthy. Stealthy right herself, now. that's true. That's very, very true. Alright, so this scene of utter carnage erupts in this dining room here uh, as uh, the group of four Caligni um, take down uh, two creatures massively more their size, and certainly in terms of game statistics, uh, they should not have a chance against them. But uh, it's fun, and we, and uh, uh, yeah, this. Uh, this um, there is a moment of stillness as uh, as um, Gordon finishes bludgeoning the last troll. It stops moving. It becomes paste, and a silence falls over the room. And that is where we're going to end for tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tales from the Twenty Side is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Alexander Nakarada and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Discord by searching Tales from the Twenty Side or by visiting talesfromthe20side.com.
haven't lost any Caligna yet. I know. No. Almost. How, how how many injuries has everyone taken so far? Uh, one I on have Gordon. One. <laughs> one on Gordon. Okay. Yeah, Alan has his broken hand. Yes, and a splinter. Does. A rather nasty yeah. splinter. <laughs> Go. So, Gordon's um, waistcoat betrayed him. <laughs> it's always the waistcoat, man. Comes from where you least expect it. There we go. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I don't mind telling you, you have completed the first task. Uh, you have infiltrated the tower. Uh, so, we next did the time. Thing. Next time, we will uh, hopefully finish this off and uh, see what happens. Mm. Yeah. We're still going to release the children and. Um, Save the children. Escape with them. Need you have. Need you have. How did you find that, folks? Was that enjoyable? That was, that was fun. great. Fun. <laughs> fun. Nice, n- nice, and nice and light-hearted. Something a bit different to what, what we normally do. I immediately got to do what I wanted to do, which was cut somebody's heart out with a spoon. Like with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reference so much. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite movies. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's a great film. What? 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 what why a spoon, sire? Because it's blunt. It'll hurt more. <laughs> I can. I can uh, tell you, my second Caligny, Caitlin, uh, the one with the spoon collection, is eyeing up that spoon carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh no! Descent among the ranks. <laughs> <laughs>